2: Cosby Show. We are talking about the migrant crisis and it is a crisis for America and it's a crisis making every state in this country a border state. Massachusetts essentially declaring a state of emergency with the crisis that they're dealing with. They have about 20,000 migrants. And that's nothing compared to what New York City has. New York City has about 100,000 migrants. And the new numbers are basically saying that influx of about maybe 10,000 or so a month is going to just keep on coming. And if not, it's going to get even bigger. So at what point do we just say enough? We are already hearing now from many different individuals and we're hearing from people in communities and elsewhere essentially making statements and saying, you know what? We don't want it in our neighborhood. Many of these individuals have come forward and have made a series of claims basically saying that they believe that this is at the boiling point, that they are just done and they are completely, completely fed up. And it really is now at a point where individuals in communities, probably those that voted for Democratic leaders, are saying, this isn't what I bargained for. You can see now a lot of different community groups are sprouting up and saying, you know what, we don't want it in our neighborhood. We're starting to see a little bit of problems with the fact that you're putting maybe a thousand adult males in a school gym or in a park. Uh, They're talking about Central Park. They're talking about Creedmoor, which is right next to, literally right there next to uh, a mental asylum, a psychiatric location. So what could go wrong there when you have these people who are kind of wandering with psychiatric issues, and then you've got a whole bunch of migrants in a big tent city literally on the same property? That could be a bit of a problem. What about Central Park? You don't think it's going to bring down the value of tourism even more than it already has in New York with all the problems of crime and weed and everything else? This is not the time. And now I sit there and I'm just going, what is going on? We had a big old neon sign saying Sanctuary City, basically freebies, come on in. And I'm just laughing very sadly that now New York leaders are going, uh, we're overrun. No more room at the inn. Please help us. Well, maybe you shouldn't have announced that you were a sanctuary city and you were open to everybody coming here. Because guess what? When you say, come on in, you're welcome. They come on in. And now there are reports of migrants going out there and saying, boy, the hot food is great. The pool is great. Uh, the, basically, all the freebies, the cell phone, all those things are great. And they wonder why there are many residents, whether it's in New York or anywhere else, saying they kind of resent that. How come we're not taking care of American citizens first? Think about how many homeless individuals that you see when you walk down the street. You see a homeless veteran. I see so many of them every single day. I would love to make sure that those people who've served our country or anybody who is a American citizen, a legal American citizen, don't you think maybe they should be getting a pool and a hot food uh, and also a hotel room before somebody who we don't even know where they're from, what their criminal history is, what their health history is? Uh, at some point, our leaders need to wake up and realize they created this crisis. They absolutely created this crisis. And now they're trying to say, oh, gosh, you know, we need help. Well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have telegraphed that you're an enormous sanctuary city with a lot of freebies and a great city like New York and a very cosmopolitan city. At least it once was. And now you're wondering why it's being overrun when you say, come on in, they are entering full force. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams a little bit ago basically saying, this is all of our problems, all hands on deck. What about your hands where you said, come on in, come on in, Sanctuary City, waving the flag, come on in.
1: This is a moment where people need to stop asking, Eric, what are you doing? This is a moment we need to ask, what are we doing? We can't do this alone. This is an all-hands-on-deck. The dollars coming in are not equaling the dollars that we have to pay going out. So we're going to do our part to the best of our abilities within the financial restraint, but we have a real call. We need every New Yorker that has something to offer to play a role. This is not mayor adams job this is the job of the people of the city of new york and everyone should participate in that through new york city cares through the 100 um, nonprofits that we are part of uh, through all the other groups everyone needs to be a part of that and i'm not going to allow anyone to allow this moment to go past without asking what are you doing to help people who are in need right now
2: so let me ask you all out there what are you doing To help people in need out there. What are we doing? Is it our responsibility? I mean, are you kidding me? We didn't say it's a sanctuary city. Come on in. We didn't say, hey, everybody, you know, we're not going to vet you. We're going to have an open border. Is there anybody out there who thinks an open border is a really great idea where you don't vet people for health issues and criminal backgrounds? And now the onus is on us. What are we doing to help them? I'd love to say, what are you doing to help a homeless veteran? You know, that's a more fair question. I've never heard that question coming from some leadership. And yet the answer, the question that we get asked from New York City's mayors, what are we doing to help the migrants? Is it our responsibility? I find that really unseemly. I really do. I find that offensive. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Phil, line four in the Bronx. Phil, your thoughts when you hear Mayor Adams. Well, I'm I,
3: quite frankly, Rita, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted when I hear the man speak because he has no comprehension of the long-term consequences, the long-term effects of, of importing all these people who are here illegally into our city. And what happens is you reach a saturation point, which he is at now. But my personal conviction, being a military experienced guy, is that I think a lot of these, predominantly, a lot of these illegals are young, able-bodied men. And, you know, this, this is a Trojan horse because you bring all these guys in, you bring 10,000 able-bodied young men from, from a country that ha- these people have no loyalty to the US. Hell, that's a, that's a private army. They could turn into turn. somebody could turn that into a private army in a matter of a month.
2: You know, you bring up a great point that they have no allegiance to this country and a lot of them. And I'll just say it. They don't seem to have any appreciation for this country either, Phil. I mean, the other thing when we hear that, hey, thanks for the freebie. Thanks for this. Remember, there was also a recent report where they were saying, oh, the food's not good enough. I mean, again, I go back to all the homeless individuals that are here in this country that should be taken care of first. And I don't see them complaining that the food isn't good enough. They're just they would love to have any food. And yet these people are saying, no, that's not good. Why? Why are we treating them like royalty? I mean, honestly, why? Why are we treating the migrants like royalty? I I mean, it is it is baffling to me. And you're right in terms of a security risk. Most of them are single adult men and in fact the new facility that they're looking at building in uh on randall's island in new york is basically going to be two to three thousand single adult men they're taking over a soccer field where normally kids and tax-paying people are having their kids now don't know where they're going to play soccer if at all this summer because they're making room for the migrants I I didn't realize we have to bend over backwards at every twist and turn. I mean, this is just nuts. You know, if you want to invite a few thousand in that you've vetted and you've been really careful about um, and you want to spread it throughout the country. And these are people that clearly have been cleared and and carefully vetted and their families uh, that are leaving persecution or, or other places or have particular skills that maybe we need in the United States. Um, there are so many things, ways to do this in a controlled way, but opening the floodgates and now also opening the city's floodgates and wondering what the heck they're doing. And you're right. Suddenly you've got all these guys, many of them, by the way, gang members. They've definitely found a number of gang members in there. Uh, I mean, what the heck are we doing allowing uh, people with gang affiliations into the United States? And in just recent, uh, I think it was a, like last two or three days in Arizona, Nogales. They busted, it was a truck, and in the roof of the truck, they had all the fentanyl. They also had fentanyl, like, hidden in different compartments, basically totaling about a million pills of fentanyl, which could kill, you know, a a country. I mean, it's just, it's an astounding amount. That's what just was found in one bust. So it's not just the crime. It's the criminal fentanyl, the deadly fentanyl. There are just so many layers to this. Uh, Phil, thank you. Very, very much. Let's go to Alice, line five from Ohio. Alice, your thoughts. I, I, I get disgusted when I heard Mayor Eric Adams saying, what are we doing? What are you doing? Like calling out citizens like it's their job.
4: No, Rita, we, we, we don't owe these people anything. The first thing they did when they came into this country was to break the law. They're here illegally. I'm tired of hearing them being called migrants. They're illegals. Why don't we charter buses and airplanes, put them on these buses, where did you come from and take them back there? Just get rid of them. We don't owe them anything. Take care of your own first. family comes first. Your mayor, he's a laughingstock. I hear people locally on our local stations laugh at him. He is he's he's disgusting and that city your your city is beautiful. You and everyone who lives in New York and environs have gone out of your way. There can't be this many people who need sanctuary. No. They were brought up here by people like George Soros. And they, they don't want anything. They want a handout. They're coming in. They're bringing disease. What was it I heard on the program yesterday at 5 o'clock? Leprosy. We haven't seen leprosy for years. Yeah, tuberculosis.
2: And, there's like and, a and, huge yes, increase of and, a number of these.
4: Not not just that. Uh, the good doctor who's on the on the program with you at five o'clock says some of these are new strains. Yes, that they don't know how to treat. We don't know who these people are. We owe them nothing. If someone says points a finger at us, say you're cruel, you're inhumane. Too bad. You know what? You take care of your own. There are plenty of people in our own country who are too proud to ask for help. Who really need help,
2: right? And 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 they would be thrilled with uh, one tenth of what we're giving. You know, uh, a typical migrant, and that's what's that's just shocking. And to hear some of these stories tonight, where they're raving about the shelter, saying food, snacks, pool. There's nothing that they stop us from doing. Boy, this is fun. Like it's like summer camp at a time where our economy is is just dying and 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 it's happening to so many cities across this country it is astounding and and i i agree with you alice i resent when i hear you know the mayor saying what are we doing like it's our responsibility uh you know what what are you doing you know what i'm saying i'd like to see them all go to gracie mansion quite frankly i mean you know what move them all in there at least put a thousand there uh i think we should send the rest to martha's vineyard To Obama, because he seemed very happy. What about, uh, you know, everything tied to, what about Biden? Why doesn't he send him to, uh, you know, his two locations in Delaware? You know, Rehoboth Beach and in Wilmington. I'd love to see them packing the front and backyard, setting up tents there. Let's see what you think of it then, Mr. President, who has opened his border and just caused this chaos that we will feel now, sadly, for generations to come and, and and this is the sad thing is Alice I don't know when this is going to turn around that's the scary thing because I don't see them closing the border anytime soon and uh this floodgate there is no end to the stream that's the sad thing I see this is just this is a really concerning concerning uh, movement that I see no change in sight and that's scary. And I'll continue with your calls, everybody, when we come back.
5: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
2: So Mayor Eric Adams is telling people that they need to do something to help the migrants. I mean, that's a stunning comment. You have created a sanctuary city. You have telegraphed you Democrats, including Mayor Eric Adams, have run on this open border, open sanctuary city policy. And you wonder why they're all coming here. And now he's basically saying it's not just his problem. It's our problem. How do you like that? Do you feel that you need to play a role to help illegal migrants before American citizens? And now we're also hearing, again, migrants who are leaving locations or spending time in them. Some of them don't want to go ever. uh, But some of them who are staying at the new McCarran Play Center. Isn't that nice? Uh, In Williamsburg, which is a nice area, they set up about 100 military cots for asylum seekers there to take the pressure off some of the city locations. And a number of migrants are going around saying, boy, this is really great. There's spacious living centers. The hot food is delicious. The snacks are great. And they love the pool. They can spend as much time as they want. They swam between 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. Your tax dollars at work wow, this is getting to be so messy, and you could have seen this coming. And the problem is, how do you turn this around? They are now talking about so many locations around New York City as locations where they will potentially put up migrants. Nothing is off limits. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line six. Norm, your thoughts.
6: My thoughts are I mean these people who coming here illegally should be returned to country of origin. I am completely sympathetic to people that want uh, a better life but it's getting much too much. I mean uh our like uh you know the MTA is raising uh fares next week it's going to be, uh, two weeks from now it's going to be $2.90. Uh and I'm paying my fare but I noticed today when I uh, I went to Manhattan I noticed that uh, families of migrants are just, go- you know, they send a little kid under the turnstile and they open up the slam gate and the whole families come in and they're, you know, happy with uh, uh, shopping carts filled with food, which of course they're not paying for, you know, they're getting it. They're getting free food and they have brand new phones and shiny new Nike sneakers. And, uh, and, you know, I never thought I would present a these
0: people but i am
2: yeah and you know what norm i think a lot of people are and it's understandable and i don't see an end in sight
0: the rita cosby
5: show on the red apple podcast network the rita cosby show on the red apple podcast network
0: cosby is on the rita cosby show presents back the blue
2: and in tonight's back the blue segment which i love doing every night here on the rita cosby show where we honor our great law enforcement and also their families a really powerful story Coming from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where just a few days ago on Sunday, a Milwaukee church honored a police officer for his quick thinking that likely saved one of their members' lives. The two had an emotional reunion during Sunday's service. Typically on Sundays, the congregation at Mount Zion Assembly Healing Temple takes time to thank God, and on this past Sunday, the congregation also took time to thank a Milwaukee police officer for saving one of their own. Well, the story unfolded back in June when Milwaukee police officer Eric Santiago helped save the life of a 17-year-old, Naraya Jones, who was shot twice, once in the leg, once in the neck, during a Juneteenth celebration. Jones said, quote, He really is a gift from God. I don't know where I would be if he just wasn't there when I was laying down begging for help. During the service, they got a chance to meet for the first time since the incident. Jones got the chance to hug Santiago and thank him for saving her life. What a very, very powerful story. And By the way, on the day that he actually saved her, Officer Santiago had only been on the job for about two months. And he said he put his training into gear in a very, very high stress situation. How beautiful to see that she's doing okay and that the two of them were reunited, especially at church. What a beautiful story and how nice to see the law enforcement appreciated for their great work that they do every single day in this country. Well, we're going to need a lot more law enforcement to keep an eye on some of these migrant facilities. By the way, there was a report, who could forget, uh, not that long ago, where a number of police unions and others were basically talking about the migrant situation. And they were also talking about bringing in private officers, saying that some of the other individuals, some of the security folks that were there just felt it was overwhelming to deal with the migrants. Because guess what, when you have suddenly, guess what, a thousand or two thousand single adult males and you're putting them in one facility. Many of them don't even speak English. Uh, a lot of them have gang affiliations or questionable criminal history that we just don't know one way or the other if they're vetted or not. All of these problems and you're going to suddenly throw them into New York City And what, have one or two security guards? you got to have a lot of security officials to keep an eye on these people. You don't want them wandering if they're in a school gym or a school property or a public park. What, do you want them wandering to the restaurant next door? I mean, this is really scary. And the other facility, they're talking about uh, Creedmoor, which is, you know, a mental facility, a psychiatric location. You want them wandering into a psychiatric ward? Uh, I mean, you can just, this is really crazy stuff. And then they're taking over a location also in Randall's Island. That's where they're building this other facility for several thousand of them there. And so when you put that in place, that's a soccer field. There's often a lot of kids in the area and others who are playing around. I mean, this is really, really dangerous stuff. And the fact that we haven't prepared for security, we haven't prepared for vetting, we haven't prepared for health. There are just so many incredible layers to this. And that is an enormous, enormous issue. So what are your thoughts as we're hearing all of these details tonight? This is just one big, big, big mess. And if you listen to Eric Adams, he basically says it's busting at the seams, but he's not doing any introspection with him and other Democrats who created this crisis. I'm glad he's speaking out now, but he should have said from the beginning, sorry, We're not taking any. And guess what, Mr. President? Close the border. I'd love to hear some Democratic leaders. A lot of them are asking for more money. You know what they're asking for the more money of? So they could take care of more migrants. They're not saying close the damn border. I mean, that is just crazy. Here is Eric Adams, for one, talking about Randall's Island, the place I mentioned where now they are setting up, and again, they expect to have several thousand men At that facility. Take a listen to this.
1: When we built Randall's Island last year, we had 15,000 migrants, asylum seekers, 15,000. We're now at 97,000.
2: And here is also Eric Adams again, because I want to play this because so many people just cannot believe these words, basically saying this responsibility is our responsibility that we have an obligation to take care of the migrants. That, to me, is deeply insulting. Listen, we all want to help people. We all want to do what's right. We want to figure out a way to help people and make things better. But, you know, you can't be the world's, you know, Mother Teresa. We'd all love to be, believe me. But again, what about the average American citizen? What about the average New Yorker? This is happening in cities across this country. This is a mess. And he's putting the onus not on him and other Democratic leaders. And I'm glad, again, he's calling out the White House, but he's not pointing the finger at the White House to plug the hole. He just wants more money. So do all these other Democrats. They're asking for more money. So what? At at some point, what, 10 years from now, it's going to be more migrants than regular New Yorkers? Is that the plan? I mean, where does it stop? Call out the White House and tell them to plug the border, close the border. What? Why is it so tough? As opposed to pointing the finger at us? Listen to this.
1: This is a moment where people need to stop asking, Eric, what are you doing? This is a moment we need to ask, what are we doing? We can't do this alone. This is an all hands on deck. The dollars coming in are not equaling the dollars that we have to pay going out. So we're going to do our part to the best of our abilities within the financial restraint. But we have a real call. We need every New Yorker that has something to offer to play a role. This is not mayor adams job this is the job of the people of the city of new york and everyone should participate in that through new york city cares through the 100 um, nonprofits that we are part of uh, through all the other groups everyone needs to be a part of that and i'm not going to allow anyone to allow this moment to go past without asking what are you doing to help people who are in need right now
2: how dare you how dare you mr mayor say it's our responsibility. I didn't vote for an open border. Did you guys? I mean, honestly, it's our responsibility to make sure that we take care of these people. What are we doing? It's all hands on deck. It's all hands on deck because you and other Democratic leaders have said you're a sanctuary city and you're allowing everybody in. And now you're wondering why there's a lot of people here. I mean, this is this is insanity. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. One 9222 One 9222 four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Frank in Maine. Frank, your thoughts about this? Hey, Frank, can you hear me? Frank, call us back. We're having a little bit of trouble, but please give us a call back. Uh, let's go to. Let's go to Mark. Line one. We got a lot of callers. Let's go to line one. Mark.
3: How are you? Good, and Mark. How you doing? My call. Good. Good. They're. Uh... Here's the end game. And I, I'm not going to take credit, but this Dick Morris mentioned this. Why? And and Rudy Washington today asked, why do they want all these immigrants in blue cities or blue towns? Because every 700,000 people gets you a congressman. When we do the census, we count people, not citizens.
2: Ah, that's so an interesting. That's a great point. Yes,
3: yeah, And I'd like to make, well, a, a separate point. Uh, Regarding Bill Barr, everybody wonders why he's a rat bastard. It's because his daughter and son-in-law are on the DOJ Financial Crimes Unit. There's lawyers. They're in the swamp. If you can't follow the money, follow the family.
2: That's an interesting point. You know what? I did not know that. I'm learning a lot from you. you.
3: No, no, please pass it along. through. I can't get through to Giuliani. Rudy Washington, I can't find him.
2: I know the boys. I was just with Rudy. Yep, I was just with him a little bit ago. So I definitely will because that is really interesting about Bill Barr. And your point about the the census, um, I do believe, and I know I've heard Rudy actually make that point. um, That is spot on, I think, in a lot of ways it's that. Um, And I also think I will even go one step further. I agree with you that part of it is, you know, maybe it's census for congressional representation, Mark. I also think at some point they're going to say, you know what, let's do this. Let's just make everybody here legal and we'll try to do a better job of enforcing. And at that point, we'll have five, 10 million more illegals just under Biden alone. That's my prediction. My prediction is that they'll just come right out that not only will it be, uh, you know, just for the census and for representation in Congress, they want to have full throttle, I think, millions of voters overnight and they'll try to cut some deal. We're really trying to do enforcement now. Now that 10 million that we believe will vote for us forever will come on in. Because who do you think they're going to vote for, Mark? You know, they're going to, oh, Biden, Biden, Biden. You know, he let me and my amigo in. That's why we're okay. You know, I mean, it is it is, it is so crazy. But I think you hit it on the head, by the way. I, that's really interesting. I'm going to look into the Bill Barr stuff and I'll pass it along to the guys, too, as well. Uh, Mark, you're terrific. Thank you very much. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Mike, uh, what do you think of Mayor Eric Adams basically scolding all of us that we need to do our part for the migrants?
7: Isn't that great, Rita? You know, isn't it great? He sounds like, you know, uh, sort of uh, uh, Sharpton and Barack Obama. He sounds like the son of a preacher man, the son of a preacher man. Well, Eric Adams, you dress sharp with your $4,000 suits, going to clubs with Sharpton and whatnot. Well, you want a collective effort to help you with this problem? You're the damn mayor. And you're sitting on your hands, literally. Randall Island, maybe Creedmoor. And, you know, are you making a deal? Sure you are. You know, you're taking dead presidents, paper for money, like Sharpton is for BLM, with, with some of these migrants, man. They're going upstate. They're going this way. Oh. And now we have to, oh, too bad. You started out with 15,000 migrants. Now you're up to 97,000. Well, everybody loves Mayor Adams, that four-letter word beginning with F. If you say free, everybody's ears perk up. And you are the, a disgrace.
2: Well, that's the, the thing. Mayor and, of- and Mike, Mike, that's the thing. You know, when, when you put out the message that free things come on, we have to do our part, blah, blah, blah. And that's what he was saying at the very beginning if I'm a migrant, guess what? I'd go, God, look at all this great stuff New York City's offering. Come on in. And now he's wondering, what did he, what did he think was going to happen? What, what did New York, not just him, but all the New York leaders, what did they think was going to happen, Mike? Because when you put out a big neon sign and say, come on in, uh, what did he think? Like, you know, what, 5,000 would come to New York City? I mean, I mean, he's got to be, you know, they've got to be clueless that they didn't think. And the problem is, where does it end, Mike? I mean, do you see? I don't see any end in sight. They're not, they're just going to keep coming and coming and coming until that border is closed and until the message gets out, uh, that there's not going to be any perks for them, you know, until the word gets out that suddenly New York is going to be serious about it. Uh, and I would love to see his frustration with New Yorkers not doing their part. I'd love to see it focused. Why don't you make it a lot more focused? Guess what? On the president of the United States and saying, hey, what about you doing your part? What do you think about that? That's where he should be focused his anger.
7: Exactly right, Rita. Exactly right. And he's not doing that. You know, he's doing a little dance, and I think he wants to be a rap artist or something. And look at Biden. I was watching the news. He's down in Texas. And, like, you know, everyone knows, he hasn't paid a visit to the border. And maybe they could take some of those, you know, uh, buses going north, uh, and 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 stop at the vice president's house. By by she the way, he,
2: by the way, there was a visit to the border, Mike. I don't know if you remember, but remember, it was like such a joke because he came, and it was the day they yeah. cleaned up El Paso. Remember, and he went like a couple blocks and was like, ah, "I've been here," you know. I mean, it was such a, it was probably the lamest visit to the border in American history. Um, and you know what?
7: Um, if I could finish with this. Yeah, read go up. ahead, Mike.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, always,
7: always a pleasure. You know, I always have respect uh, when you do back to blue segment and the veterans, like you said, they, I, I've seen so many veterans down here that are living on the brink. And I, and I pose that question to them. Hey, you know, isn't that something that they're asking veterans to leave a hotel and living on the brink to make room for, you know, the new visitors to our good country, which was once a good country, I should say. Isn't that great? Political it, correctness.
2: You you bring okay. up a great point, Mike, and it, and it, it gets it makes my blood boil to think that you know that there's no more room at the end for veterans uh, and other homeless individuals. There's a lot of homeless veterans. I know you know that. I see it all over the country, and I feel like uh, they should be the first in line, uh, especially American citizens that are down on their luck. They should be the first in line. And when I hear now. Uh, this report, uh, this migrant, this is at this newly opened shelter in Brooklyn. It's called, it's the McCarran Park where they have, I told you about 100. There, This person's like telling reporters, boy, it's so great. We get three hot meals a day, spacious living quarters. Uh, we even get to use a really beautiful pool and we get to go swimming from 12 to 5. I mean, what, what, there is something seriously wrong. I mean, this is almost like, it's like a bad dream if somebody said, we're going to bring in all these people illegally, uh, at taxpayer dollars and we're going to move veterans and other people, not make room for them, but we got to make sure we give extra swimming time for the migrants. I, I mean, this is, I, I don't know what, what country in the world would ever allow that situation. I guess I can think of Germany and a couple others that have done it. Uh, But to have such an open, porous border and it keeps coming and keeps coming, this is a sad state of affairs. And I don't see any end in sight. That's the problem. How do you reverse this? That is that's a really scary. And who has the will to reverse it? Who has the guts and who should be speaking out and saying enough? And that's what it would be nice if a Democrat would be saying that to the White House. And not just about money, talking about the border, the major issue, because otherwise they are going to keep on coming and you will never have enough money. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. You can tell I am steamed tonight. What do you guys think?
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple
5: Podcast Network.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show.
2: And to uh, add salt to the wound, I guess, as to speak, we are hearing now that thousands of young migrant children are headed also to New York City, expected to come in the next few weeks. Uh, How do you like them apples? So they are basically coming here and then they'll get thrown into the New York City school system and again, get all the other perks that are included, like the pool and the food and all that other stuff. Uh, and that is a whole other issue. And New Yorkers are now saying New York officials at a previous meeting that just took place a few days ago said they are bracing because apparently there is a huge group of specifically migrant kids that are coming to our area uh, that have to be taken care of. And again, thank you for the sanctuary city. I mean, being facetious because, boy, what a disaster this is. And again, I do not know how you turn this around. I usually think of like, gosh, how, well, obviously I know how to plug the hole. That's what you do. You stop the border. You finally say at least. And then you try to do damage control. The problem is so many people are in this country, are in New York City, are in cities really across this country uh, that we won't know for generations to come how they got here because they're not going to show up and say, hey, I'm here illegally. They're just going to kind of morph into American society. Who knows who has come here? Who knows what their background is, what their criminal history is? And again, There are so many repercussions in terms of the financial, the health, the criminal. There are just a million different issues here. If you're going to do migration, it has to be done organized and it has to be done legally. And I don't see an end in sight, especially under this administration. And we still have guys. Look at the time. I mean, we still have another year and a half left. Buckle up. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Sam, line six. Sam, your thoughts. Hey,
8: Rita. How are you this evening?
2: Good, good, good. But I'm steaming mad. I, I, I resent the mayor saying, "Uh, what are you doing? You know, basically, it's it's a, like it's our part. It's our responsibility.
8: Well, it's a pretty sad way to handle it. I mean, as a politician, you ought to know better than that. And as prior politicians have uh, dubbed the city a sanctuary city, whether it's New York or any other small town or, or municipality, anywhere, they've asked for it. Now, frankly, I would like to see 10,000 uh, illegals, by the way, is the correct definition, not migrants. Migrants is a status above illegals. These are illegal people. It's a legal definition, and you need to start using that word. Migrants is too nice. All right, get, 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 but get to the nice. point, Sam. Well, the point is, is that this has been asked for. And and it's, uh, you know, frankly, I'd like to see Texas, where I'm calling you from, double down and start sending more folks. If that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. So you can see what we've been dealing with for years and years.
2: I was, about, you know, Sam, Sam, I was about to say when I, I, I can't even imagine I have a lot of friends in Texas um, and, mm-hmm. and I can't even imagine what you're dealing with. I mean, how overwhelming is it there? I, you make a great point.
8: Well, it's uh, something we've learned to deal with, but it's not something we're happy with. And so you learn to give in where you can because what are you going to do? Bust up somebody's face because you find out they're illegal? No. You go with the flow and you, you let you know the courts fall where they may. But it's a messed up situation. The only way to fix it, honestly, is to shut the border down indefinitely. And by attrition, we start picking folks out. That's the only way to do it. And then you don't offer a... You don't offer... Uh, uh, you know, citizenship or anything else of the like, for let's say a period of five years. That way, the the party in power doesn't see, doesn't get any benefit or ramifications from making those changes. But that has to take time over, or I'm sorry, that has to take place over a lot of time. That's not something that's going to happen overnight. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And, and, and you know, the difference is, Sam.
8: With those problems separately.
2: Sam, yeah. you know, you 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 have one plus, even though you're right there on the front lines there in Texas you at least have a governor, Governor Abbott, who's at least trying. I mean, we we don't have any political leaders that are trying to protect the borders or preventing them from coming. The only thing that is lucky is we're, you know, thousands of miles away. At least we're a little further away, um, you know, from a distance perspective. Um, but still, uh, you you at least have leadership that's at least trying to put up buoys. I mean, that the, the craziness... Is the Department of Justice now going after Abbott for putting temporary barriers? It's like this administration doesn't want even Texas to protect itself. Uh, but Sam, thank you. You got to call in again. You are terrific. Sam calling from Dallas. We'll continue after the break, everybody.
5: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast
0: Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
2: I know your name is Rita,
7: because your perfume smelling sweet.
2: And tonight on the Rita Cosby show some news coming in about the cocaine caper at the White House. Remember of course that cocaine was found July 13th. Remember it was like a little cubby locker area. Remember the story changed a couple times so who knows where it was actually found, but it was found in the west wing area not far from the White House and not far from the living quarters. Of the first family. Well, this is pretty wild. A new report coming in tonight from Soldier of Fortune magazine, the publisher there reporting uh, that she has multiple sources, three security sources saying to her uh, that the cocaine belonged to someone in the quote Biden family orbit and that the president apparently knows who it is. She was told, again, by multiple sources that it was tied to somebody close to President Biden. Uh, And what's so amazing, remember, they closed the investigation without identifying anybody, saying there was, quote, a lack of physical evidence of the cocaine after they moved the different stories of where it was found left and right. Well, now it turns out that authorities were able to pinpoint it so much so that they came up with a name. Uh, lo and behold, remember, they didn't even tell uh, anybody publicly, but apparently, privately, according to her reports, they came up with a name and they were confident enough in their detective work that they informed the commander in chief. So she was told if you want a name, you got to ask Joe Biden. No wonder Joe Biden doesn't seem to be available too much these days to get information about this story and Hunter and everything else. Wow, wow, wow. So apparently being told from multiple security sources, uh, the soldier of Fortune magazine reporting tonight on this breaking news that the cocaine found at the White House, quote, belonged to someone in the Biden family orbit and that there was a name so clear that the service, Secret Service, or some other office, you would assume it's Secret Service, but the security officials We're confident enough that they actually informed the president of the United States. And of course, we haven't heard zilch about it. So, boy, I can't wait till the next press conference. Hopefully somebody says, "Uh, Mr. President, is it true with somebody in the Biden family orbit? There's a lot of people I can think of in the Biden family orbit. I know somebody who had at least a past cocaine problem. Maybe it's somebody tied to that person or that person. Who knows? Who knows? where it is but boy are there a lot of unanswered questions tonight and also the other big question tonight we are also hearing is that a judge will decide later this week we'll have a hearing scheduled on friday this is on the 2020 election interference case and it's likely that at that time the judge will probably decide on some of the rules imposed for handling of evidence and also discussing evidence. So the judge could be ruling on that protective order that the president's team has filed. The president's team also asking for a change of venue, saying there shouldn't be a case in D.C. It should be somewhere a little more balanced, like West Virginia, somewhere else where there's at least a balance of voters who have at least a fairness towards President Trump. And this judge, the more and more I hear about this judge, this judge should definitely not be seeing the case. This judge was working at the law firm in Washington, D.C., at the same time that Hunter Biden was working at the same law firm. And there are reports that guess what company they represented? Burisma. That law firm represented Burisma. Why the heck would you ever have a judge assigned to a case overseeing it unless? Maybe you want to stack the deck against the president of the United States. To me, that is horrible. But President Trump is coming out swinging. Uh, here he is just a little bit ago. This is an act. Uh, put on by his super PAC. These are the supporters. It's not technically him, but it's basically him. It's a political arm that works with the president of the United States. Obviously, all of Trump's supporters. And they put out a blistering ad attacking Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Uh, Clearly, he is sounding like he's not even worried about the other competition in the GOP field. He has all eyes on Joe Biden. Listen to this ad. Hey,
5: Joe. How come your Justice Department goes after Trump endlessly, yet they cover for your family? Hunter's laptop? Yeah, that was censored. But we know that laptop's real. And it's not just filled with photos of Hunter's drug-fueled debauchery either. It showed Hunter pocketed millions from foreign partners, cash from Ukrainian and Chinese interests accused of bribery and fraud. And remember when you claimed your family never made money from China? Well, Hunter admitted in court he took their cash. His Chinese business partner was tied to the Communist Party. How did Hunter's partners get meetings at the White House? Your brother, grandkids, even nieces and nephews got paid from foreign deals. Your family and their cronies raked in over $17 from these schemes. But you, Joe, went from being one of the poorest in Congress to a millionaire in the White House. Come on, Joe. All this a coincidence or corruption?
2: Wow. (laughs) That is the first really blistering Joe Biden, a.k.a. Hunter Biden ad that is out there. And also, Trump just a little bit ago in New Hampshire, which, of course, is a very key state on the campaign trail, uh, made this comment about Joe Biden as well and all the indictments against President Trump now totaling, uh, I think it's 78 charges and 600 plus years behind bars if he gets convicted of them all. Take a listen.
9: The Biden crime family was taking in money from China, Ukraine, Russia, all these places he has to deal with and so many others. And now whenever more Biden corruption is exposed, his henchmen Charge me with a crime. You know, when they get something on Biden, oh, let's indict. Let's add on another indictment to that stupid indictment that we filed. Let's add on another one because that takes the news cycle. Unfortunately, I get disproportionate
2: publicity. So they indict me. So they indict him. And more may be coming because there's word that Georgia could be coming potentially as early as next week. Uh, Wow, wow, wow. The chips just keep on coming against President Trump. And clearly, border is an enormous issue that will be discussed in the first debate and on this campaign trail. Uh, That is an enormous issue. And we are dealing with it and we are busting at the seams in so many major American cities, including in New York, where tonight, again, the mayor of New York saying, what are we doing It's not basically his responsibility. It's residents of New York. It's our responsibility. It's Americans' responsibility, not these liberal leaders. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. Line 7. BJ, your thoughts.
10: Hey, Rita, thanks for having me on. Great show. Uh, Only one way to stop this insanity. This has been a well-calculated scheme of the Democrats for decades to destroy our country and to ensure that they were going to stay in power forever. And that is to become part of conventionofstates.com, a peaceful process where we can limit terms uh, for these lifelong politicians like Eric Adams and put spending limits. You had a gentleman on there from Texas before me talking about sending all the illegals up here. Of course he's sending them up here, and they're going up here because down in Texas, you don't have the largesse for illegal aliens to live off of. You, you, you either work or you don't eat down there. You're living on a park bench or where you're living underneath a highway if, you're, uh, if you can't find work. Uh, up here, it's a paid vacation. They go swimming in the summer. They're going into your kids' schools. They're taking, they're, they're, and it's not just families. I mean, you saw the, the hordes of men, huge cage-fighting men, that uh, this is an army we're being besieged by. So unless people wake up, we're going to be calling into you for the next 40 years, long after America dissolves, because the borders are shot now. They're not enforcing the borders. They're, they're basically, it's, it's like a, a, a teaspoon trying to stop Niagara Falls from coming in now.
2: Yeah. Now, and how do you, how do you turn it around? That you know, and that convention is my concern. Conventionofstates.
10: dot com. Get involved. Article five uh, have a con- calls for a convention of states in our constitution, which will uh, help people to uh, help the legislature enact uh, st- uh, spending limits and term limits on lifelong politicians. Eric Adams wants to stay in power. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about illegals. He doesn't care about anything. He wants to stay in
2: power. He's been in power since 2006. But let me Chau- let me Chau- ask Tum- you it. an honest question, BJ. Uh, don't you think at a certain point people who voted, say, for Eric Adams or voted for Joe Biden, uh, that they're going to go, wait a minute, this is not exactly... What we bought, you know, we we they, they had very different intentions. I mean, don't you think at a certain point you go, wait a minute, this just doesn't sound right, you know, People, uh, buyer's remorse.
10: Yes, they do, uh, uh, Rita. They do, but it's people vote in their own best interests. So you have all these municipal guys. Uh, some of them were hosts on ABC. They were all Hawking Adams because they you know, they represent, you know, he's, he's a cop like them and blah and blah. So, you know, at, but at some point, people can't deny the reality. I have friends of mine that are Democrats, and I told them years ago, the borders are decaying. The borders are going to break. And they laughed at me like I was a tinfoil hot kook. Who's a k- Now, okay. Even they're saying the borders are gone. Well, that's my
2: point. That's my point. That that BJ, I have friends on all sides of the political aisle, and I have friends who are staunch Democrats who are going wait, 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 wait. We we didn't we didn't vote to have illegals all over our country. We didn't vote to have like no national security. We didn't vote. You know, I mean, they're they're frustrated.
10: Yes, you did. You right. don't know you did, but you did. Right. And that's because you keep voting in these lifelong politicians, guys like Schumer, who's been there for 40-something years. Uh, uh, the, the other guy, bidens he's a lifelong grifter. Now it's all coming out in the wash, what, what he was up to the, most of his career. Uh, and y- you could go through Congress. By the way, it's not just Democrats. You have these rhino politicians like this big chubby Chris Christie. He's been padding his pockets for the past 20 years, this guy. Uh, 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 all of these guys that are on the side of uh, that are trying to vote, these never Trumper guys. You had a caller on last night. This young punk calls up telling, it's telling you that you're you're in the in the tank for for. Uh, oh yeah, uh, for yeah Trump. Tim,
2: Tim from yeah. Queens. <laughs> he's telling,
10: this doofus is telling you this, and what he's not telling you is that all of these guys uh, uh, that are running against Trump, a lot of them had uh, they were all for Trump. They were they were baby Trumps. Pence was a baby Trump. If he 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 didn't like the way things went during his four years. He could have bailed at any time, but apparently now he's big and brave. After the election, he was unable to be found. We need people who are citizen politicians like Trump to step forward, who are willing to forego their own fortune and glory and serve the people. That is what the original founders of this country intended. They didn't serve for decades. Right, right. I and like it by the way. For 8 years. And, and BJ they went
2: home. I like your convention of states idea and term limits and restrictions it's it's a brilliant idea. BJ thank you so much my friend. Let's go to Dom real quick line 2. Dom your thoughts.
11: Yeah, Rita, when, to Eric Adams question what are you going to do here's what I did. I had a week's vacation coming up in 2 weeks my wife and I was going to stay in the Sheraton New York go around Central Park now that it became Central America instead of Central Park, we canceled our trip at a loss of 20%. I hope enough people within hearing distance of this phone call are going to do the same and take their, um, their dollars to either, uh, you know, sanctuary city dollars, either Texas or Florida.
2: And you know, you know, the sad (laughs) thing is Dom. Um, New York is already going downhill with with all the issues with crime. Uh, every street smells like a like a pot shop, you know, so you got those two things and then you're going to add, you know, migrants all over the place. Um, I mean, it's like, is there anything else they could do to drive people away? Good people like you who want to come and visit? I mean, it, it, what a sad uh, state of affairs, Dom. It is. It is. Because, you know, every time
11: Joe Biden comes on TV and talks, tries to talk to people, I'm guessing he mistook mistook that uh, cocaine for sugar, put it in his coffee and drank it. That's what he looks like when he talks every time.
2: Well, I, I think he I think he was on something tonight, Dom. I'll give you that, because for him to say, what are we doing? It's all hands on deck, not what am I doing, not what is the Democratic Party doing uh boy uh we need some democratic leaders with courage he has spoken out a little bit against the white house he even got kicked off basically the campaign remember they didn't want him on the uh, re-elect committee because they were upset they're upset that he's as boisterous as he is and i contend he's got to get a lot more boisterous uh and try to put some pressure to close the border he could look like a real hero if he speaks up and says what everybody's thinking close the border. And figure this out, but really be the Democratic leader who takes control of the migrant situation. Doesn't just ask for more money because that doesn't solve the problem. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222.
0: You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. On 77 WABC. The
5: Rita Cosby Show. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show.
2: And also coming up on the Rita Cosby Show, we are going to talk about President Trump debating whether or not he will debate. He's got the first debate coming up on August 23rd. That's the first one for the GOP. And he still has not said whether or not he will debate Um, Mike Pence clearly trying to take a swing and put a dent in Trump coming out in just the last few hours saying, quote, I hope the president has the courage to debate. You know, he's trying to bait him to get into the ring because Pence needs to do something to have an impact in the race. He is right now so far behind uh, and he is qualified in one of the areas. He believes he will qualify enough, but barely ink it out, he thinks, it looks like, to make it into the debate. And that is everybody's goal. Everybody would love to have Trump in there. What are your thoughts as to whether or not that will happen and whether it should happen? And also, we'll talk about cameras in the courtroom, too, because there's a lot of talk as to whether President Trump uh, will allow, whether the federal government will allow, and also, of course, the prosecutors Special prosecutors will allow cameras in the courtroom for the federal trial. It will be the most watched trial. It'll make OJ look like a tiddlywinks, I think. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. And when we come back, we'll also take your calls, everybody on the border. Staten Island, New York, by the way, now an assisted living facility is going to be turned into a New York City migrant shelter. Is there any location that's not going to be a migrant shelter? It'll be like the Migrant Shelter gas station, the Migrant Shelter 7-Eleven, the Migrant Center Walmart. That's what they're going to need to start calling everything.
0: The Rita Cosby
5: Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
2: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a really powerful story coming from the great state of Wisconsin, where on Monday of this week, Congressman Mike Gallagher presented Vietnam-era veteran Richard Pro with eight esteemed medals for his service in the U.S. Navy. Pro was deployed to Southeast Asia aboard the USS Enterprise during his service, and his expertise and mechanical skills were said to be essential to the ship executing highly effective strikes against military targets in South Vietnam. Later, Pro returned to the sea aboard the USS St. Paul, serving as the petty officer in charge of the ship's communication system. Congressman Gallagher said, quote, The war in Vietnam has left many painful memories permanently seared into the American consciousness. Even in the face of political controversy and a lack of support from a large percentage Of the American public, Dick Pro served both his country and his fellow sailors with honor, grit, and true professionalism. I would argue that there is simply no higher calling than this. Bravo to the congressman's words and, of course, to this great veteran, Richard Pro. How beautiful to see him honored in such a magnificent way. Again, presented with eight different medals including the Navy and Marine Corps Commendation Medal, the Meritorious Union Commendation Medal, and many others, um, and also the Vietnam Service Medal, three bronze stars. How beautiful. Uh, And bravo to this great officer. And obviously, most importantly, bravo to all of our Vietnam veterans. Welcome home. We love you, and we deeply, deeply appreciate you. Well, we are talking, of course, about the migrants that are engulfing New York City and taking over every area of the city, and I don't think any place is safe. Uh, the latest one, in Staten Island, and our buddy Vito Fisella, who is the president, uh, Staten Island Borough President, is going to be holding a rally because Staten Island, now an assisted living facility, is going to be turned into a New York City migrant shelter. I don't know if there's any location that is going to be unscathed. Kids can't go golfing, uh, can't play soccer, can't do tennis. A lot of these sports places are now being taken over with 10 cities. And Mayor Eric Adams tonight says it's basically our responsibility to take care of the migrants, not essentially his. It's really every New Yorker that we owe this to the migrants. Is that the way you feel? I'm sorry, but I don't. I, I, I resent it. And when I hear of these migrants getting freebies left and right, it is deeply frustrating. 1-800-848-9222, one 848 Let's go to Pamela, line four. Pamela, your thoughts. Yeah, the assisted
4: living place in Staten Island reminds me, deja vu, of the COVID patients being moved into nursing homes during COVID. Um, the, and the migrants have resistant um antibiotic resistant TB and uh, you move these people close to the elderly
2: and we know what's going to happen. You know what Pamela Uh, you bring up also a lot of obviously health issues hopefully uh, they would move the elderly patients somewhere else but I but you know you know I resent the fact that elderly patients are being moved. Uh, And I don't think it's fair that kids should not be able to play soccer over the summer, for example, because Randall's Island about, uh, I think it's like 3000 hours of soccer will now basically be canceled because the migrant tent city is going to go on the soccer field. I mean, how is that fair to kids? How is that fair to the elderly? It it just it doesn't seem right, Pamela. This is uh, ageism abuse of children and of the elderly. Yeah. And your taxpayer
4: money paid for that beautiful park and recreation facility and it's not and this is how it's being used you know Ed Koch made a wonderful quote the people have spoken now you must suffer I love that quote
2: yeah I remember that quote and boy am I thinking about it today uh great points Pamela thank you let's go to Rick line eight Rick your thoughts
3: hey Rita thanks for taking my call and thanks for Ken for screening tonight
2: do we have to thank Ken? It's going to go to his head. He's going to ask for a raise if you compliment him.
3: He's a hard worker.
2: He is. He is. I agree. Go ahead. Ken. Go ahead, Rick.
3: The uh, plan for the open border was uh, uh, finalized over 30 years ago. And if you'd like to take a look at it, I can show you.
2: No, uh, just sum it up in five seconds. What do you mean by that?
3: It's a map of the United States with no border between America and Mexico. It's Simulated Reserve and Corridor System to protect, to protect Biodiversity. It's UN Agenda 21.
2: And who constructed yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. I, I, I've heard of this before. Who constructed it, Rick?
3: The, the United Nations did.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, somehow they seem to mess up everything else. I guess uh, they might as well mess with our borders. What a sad situation. Uh, you know, maybe it's time to, uh, to say no more No more dinero. For the U.N., uh, they did such a great job with COVID, remember? one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. 848 9222 Rick, thank you. Uh, I am not surprised by that, and I will definitely take a look. Uh, let's go to Marlon, line six. Marlon, go ahead. Your thoughts.
12: Hi, Rita. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to make one point. First of all, uh, we should stop calling these people migrants. They're illegal aliens. If we look at it, uh, the history of this country... And we look at the every time the United States set up uh, uh, refugee camps or people taking people into this country and calling them migrants. Let's take for example the Cubans in 1963 and 1968 when they first came in. These were people that were coming here, and they were not looking to pickpocket our taxpayers' dollars. They were not looking for handouts. There were people that were coming in here. And coming to want to be a part of the American dream, wanted to participate in our society, wanted to assimilate to be Americans. And I was brought up with those same principles when I came here in 1978, originally. Now, where did you uh, come from, Marlon? Honduras.
2: Okay. Okay, great. So you had that values um, when you came. Do you, When you said you don't see it now... Uh, do you believe they're just taking advantage of the system, or do you think it's that the system just makes it so easy? You know,
12: I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think that if you really wanted to stop the flood of these people coming in here, it we should a um, you know um, Kamala Harris was supposed to do this whole thing of this examining the root cause of all this stuff, and the root cause is we're giving money to corrupt governments. That yeah. Are,
2: one, by the way, mm-hmm. one thousand percent. Where and 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 you know what? She this she's our borders are. I'm glad you brought up her name, Marlon, because yeah. what the heck is she doing with the borders? Have you seen anything that she's done that's that's of any substance on our borders?
12: None at all. First of all, and if we really wanted to stop this immigration thing, a legal this you can't say the immigration. This whole nonsense of this uh, whole power struggle to come here and leave their countries, uh, we would, if we would just stop cutting our foreign aid to these countries where all these people are coming from, you will see how these people and these politicians in the other countries will stop sending their people here.
2: Marlon Marlon that is a superb point the The problem is we don't have a government that has the will they want these people here because there's no conceivable way that they would allow it to keep happening if they didn't basically sanction it but but you are 1000% correct we keep sending money they see open borders uh, and they say hey great we're just going to bring everybody over no problem you know what I mean. Uh, We're not putting any pressure on them. We're not saying, hey, we're going to cut aid. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You you are so spot on. But you're assuming that we have also an administration uh, that is unhappy with the system. And I don't think they are. That is really sad for me to say. Uh, And the president's responsibility uh, is to protect the homeland. That is the biggest priority. He is our commander in chief. And he has been incredibly derelict at protecting the homeland. I mean, it is just it is I use the word insane because I—it it is so inconceivable that a president would allow open borders and keep sending money and just keep it's like he's sanctioning it. And I think he's very happy with what he's seeing. I don't see any frustration from our White House. And that's really sad. I, it was different under Trump. There's no question. Um, and it is and now it's a 180. Uh, under this president and it's really scary what's happening and and i always i appreciate when people come like yourself who come to this country who appreciate what we represent who we are um, why this country is great what makes this country great and the american values you hit it on you're the kind of people that we want here uh that come here because they appreciate this country and uh i think because we have cheapened our borders we've cheapened the value of being an american and again, uh, it is all very much because of this administration's policies. And I think they're happy to see what's happening now, which saddens me uh, because they can't be that blind to not see what's going on. Uh, so they clearly see it and they continue it to come. Uh, Marlon, you're terrific. You got to call back again. Thank you very much. Real quick, let's go to Tom. Tom, your thoughts. Hi, God bless
4: you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. God bless you. And ABC, you too. ABC. I too am a naturalized citizen, became a citizen in 1969. I'd like, to, I'd like to point out there are 10 million these migrants uh have come here, supposedly. And then what scares me is the 2 million gotaways. Yeah. You know, I, I gave five years to the U.S. Navy, all right, to the reserves. Uh, let some of these people give back to this country, all right? I didn't even speak English when I got here. I spoke Gaelic. Oh, wow. The president has to. This president has to get out his act together. So and, and Mayor Adams is dead wrong. Yeah, the
2: last thing I I'd agree. Like to
4: point out, the last thing I'd like to point out is the way this president is treating the Gold Star families is
10: heartless.
2: I agree. I, I will tell you, you know, uh, it, it is heartbreaking to me the way that uh, he's treated the Gold Star families. And to see that hearing, the Afghanistan hearing uh, that Daryl Issa had um, and I talked with Daryl Issa earlier today, Tom. It It is just, it is inconceivable to me that he hasn't given them any answers and he hasn't given them any accountability. And that, to me, is just downright heartbreaking. Um it never happened in the history of this country. And it it's it hasn't. And by the way, I want to He's say thank be... you, too, Tom, for your service, too, because um, bravo. And I like your idea about saying that, People, the migrants, giving back, having some sort of responsibility back to this country. I think it's actually a really brilliant idea that they should be, you know, required to do some sort of service. They would understand what this country means, protecting this country, do the work. Um, I think you're absolutely right. There should be maybe there should be some sort of military requirement or service requirement. I I wish a lot of Americans had that, but particularly migrants coming in 1000%. Um, And just thank you for your incredible service, Tom. You're terrific. Thank you very, very much. And I want to get your thoughts tonight before we leave. I want to go to cut 11 um, and talk about President Trump just a little bit ago. Uh, He still has not decided, by the way, because the border is going to be a huge issue. Uh, in the campaign, the presidential campaign, I mean, you could not draw almost a more stark contrast between President Trump's closed border, the way he handled the border, protecting our national security and the way President Biden, as we're talking about. Here is President Trump just a little bit ago talking to the crowd in New Hampshire, asking them the question. And then I want to ask you guys, take a listen to what President Trump said.
9: They're all saying, is he going to go into the debate? And I said, I don't know, if you're leading by 50 and 60 and 70 points, do you do that or not? I don't know. Should I? Okay, you ready? Poll. We take a free poll. Should I do the debate? Maybe we'll do something else. You know, see, some people say yes, but they hate to say it because it doesn't make sense to do it if you're leading by so much. But they like it for entertainment value because they're selfish. They're selfish.
2: He's asking them, should he do the debate? It's August twenty third. Uh, now, here is when I spoke with President Trump. When John Katz and Matides and I spoke with him uh, a few months ago, this is what he told us, and it doesn't really sound like he has changed his mind based on what he just said in New Hampshire. But this is what he told us.
9: Rita, you know this very well. When you're way up, you don't do debates. When, if you're even or down, you do debates. But when you weigh up, what's the purpose of doing the debate? Now, the debate of the other candidate, you do. You know, you have a Democrat, you have a Republican, you have really an obligation to do that. But you don't have an obligation when you have people like, I won't mention names, but everybody's at 1% and DeSantis is way down. I mean, he's losing by 30, 40 points.
2: So where do you think it's going? Do you think he should do a debate some big news tonight also about Ron DeSantis and some new polls. We're going to talk about all that when we come back.
0: You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC.
5: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
2: So will President Trump show up for the first GOP debate? It is scheduled for August 23rd. By the way, uh, the judge in the January 6th elections case, the one tied to Jack Smith, there are so many of them, um, that particular one is going to have a hearing on Friday, and then there may be another hearing at the end of August, August 28th, five days after the debate. My gut is he's not going to do the first debate. That's just my personal gut. And I'll tell you why. He's so far ahead in the polls. Some of the new polls are showing him on the average of polls, 53%. The closest one is Ron DeSantis, and he's at like 17 or 15%. I mean, that's like an unheard of lead and let them kind of duke it out for second and third place. I'm not I'm not sure that Ron DeSantis is going to stay in second place. And I'll tell you why. He had to fire his campaign manager. They just had another campaign shift. I think this is like the second or third one that he's had in almost as many months. Uh, His clearly is having a campaign in free fall. His big sponsor, Robert Bigelow who is a big, like, hotelier and big into, like, air and space, that guy who's donated $20 million to Desantis's pack came out and said, I'm not giving you any more money unless you become more moderate and get other people to start donating, i.e., I'm bailing soon. Uh, because he's seeing the numbers. People don't want to keep giving money if they're not sure if the person can poke through. And it's not clear who's going to be on that debate stage. There's still a few that are on the cusp. There's some that have made it, but I would let them all kind of duke it out amongst themselves. Let the decks shuffle a little bit. And then maybe you come in on the second or third debate. Because remember, even though he is not an incumbent now, he was in the white house. So he he's had that sort of incumbent status. And when you're this far ahead, you may not need to debate, especially the first one or two. I'd let them shake it out, especially this first one. Let them talk what it was at Clint Eastwood. Remember at the Republican National Convention? I remember I was there. I was like, what is he doing? And he brings out the empty chair and he talks to the empty chair. That's basically, if I were Trump, I'd let them talk to an empty chair and see how exciting that is. Maybe as exciting as Clint Eastwood was when he died. I love Dirty Harry, but that was not one of his finest moments. We were all like, what is he doing? That was a weird one. But maybe that's what he just lets him fight it out. What do you guys think? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Don. Line one. Don, your thoughts.
4: Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. Um, If the president is listening, do not participate in the debate. And I'll say Why? First of all, if he if he participates in the debate, the ratings are going to be sky high. These other folks are going to have an opportunity to tear him apart. Right. We don't want that. Um, And um, they ought to. As far as I'm concerned, they should drop out of the race and and um, you know uh, back Trump. Um, and if they themselves go on a debate, nobody's going to watch it. Uh, the the ratings will be in the tank. No, yeah. So, by the way, you I, you are spot on. The
2: ratings good. are going to be like you know that the uh, Fox, which is doing the first one, Don, is going. Please join, please. Because I somehow I don't think Ron DeSantis and uh, you know uh, at this point Pence maybe if he gets in and some of these others, I just don't think it's going to be must uh, watch TV. Uh, I think there's going to be some key moments. I will definitely be watching. I think it's important for Americans, but it certainly won't be anywhere as interesting. Uh, That is for sure. Uh, Stan, real quick, let's go to you. Line five, go real quick. I couldn't
3: care if he goes or he doesn't
7: go. That's not the problem. Hey, Norm, guess what? I want him to go on trial because he did commit crimes against this country. You were right when you said last night, why do I want to see him, uh, an ex-president Uh, go to trial because he committed crimes and he needs to go on trial and defend himself.
2: Well, well, Stan, I can't wait till the impeachment inquiry happens for Joe Biden. I'm sure you're going to be very thrilled about that, right?
6: Not going to (laughs) happen. We gonna sh-
2: Stan, you're going to owe me at least $5. You're going to owe me... I'll a- take the bet. You're I'll
6: g- take the bet.
2: All right. That's a deal. That's a deal. I said impeachment inquiry. I might even give you $10. Oh, no. inquiry? I uh, said, oh, I said inquiry. Impeachment. Oh, you want to go all I, the way, Rita, I, I or said, don't go at all? I said impeachment inquiry. <laughs> all the way or
5: don't go at you're all? You're going to
2: owe me $5. Bucks. I Make l- it 10 <laughs> For impeachment inquiry. That's a deal. Hey, impeachment. <laughs> Stan, impeachment inquiry. We all have it. We. You said yes. Yeah, Yes, you're a man of your word thank you stan i love you you're great tony real quick tony line six your thoughts
10: stan, i agree with all your callers they right on spot don't do it and stan i love you you're like you're like a german shepherd on a Secret
2: service man. go you go stan <laughs> and stan is gonna definitely owe me five bucks you heard it impeachment inquiry <laughs>